just kidding. Welcome to the Cheerfully Made Podcast. I'm here in Toronto for the Etsy Summit, our fifth annual Etsy Summit, and I thought I would take advantage of this opportunity to talk to my bestie, Melissa Dorenzo. <laughs> Dorenzo. Um, I, I don't know about whatever. So, um, Melissa, if you're on Instagram, which I know that you are, is Sweet Escape Creative. Yeah. Is it the Sweet Escape Creative? Just Sweet Escape. Sweet Escape Creative. Um, Melissa currently is working on um, as a stylist on a CBC show called The Goods, but she has a lot of experience with blogging, and that's sort of where she started. She and I met, I remember the first day that I met you, actually. She and I met in college um, at Seneca College. Don't go there. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, in the creative advertising program. And I remember the first day that I met you, I was like sitting there with like my braided pigtails. And I don't know why, because I was too old for that. But, um, and I heard like click, 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 click coming down the hallway. And this girl with like a flash of blonde bangs and red hair and like high heels, even though she was already like 6'11. <laughs> and I thought, this is like, I need to step up my style game big time. Anyway, we've been friends ever since, and we've been roommates, and now Melissa lives in a beautiful Kensington Market loft in Toronto, and I don't know. She and I are going to tackle this Airstream project this summer, hopefully. Let's just say we are going to. <laughs> Not hopefully. Going to, for we, sure. I know. She's an amazing stylist, super creative uh, where I went into the creative writing stream of the advertising program, she went into the graphic design stream, and I don't know. She's had a you've had a really colorful career in yeah, that it's kind I'm of like been a creative gypsy. She's a very much a gypsy, like like no job <laughs> gypsy. <laughs> Travels a lot, doesn't really have a job, but somehow makes money. Um, so I thought. Like, Melissa and I could talk about a lot of things, but one thing that she has a lot of experience in um, is blogging. And I think that probably a lot of small businesses or makers or people, entrepreneurs in general, have maybe, some of you may have, have thought in the past, maybe I could be a blogger. Maybe I could make my living in my pajamas having coffee blogging. And so... Um, Melissa's here maybe to dispel a few myths and then and maybe also talk about the the good sides of it so uh, let's just get started she just asked me um, if I edit this post recording and I don't <laughs> because I don't know how so so we're just gonna go with it and um, uh, you can tune out if you want to <laughs> but if you want to learn a bit about blogging we're gonna we're gonna see what comes of the conversation so, so first of all, what do we need to know about your background? Like, can you talk a little bit about what you did like after school, and then we're gonna get into like how blogging fell into that. So after, sure. So yeah. as you mentioned, I my background is more like technical, like graphic design. So I took a job in an ad agency for a few years, and that didn't seem like quite the right fit. So of course. I did the next logical thing and took off for a year to go traveling. <laughs> and then when I came back, um, I got a job as a, started off as a graphic designer for like a big corporate company and slowly moved into more of like an art director role. And I was at that company for, I think it ended up being seven years. And I just needed a change. Like it just wasn't my scene. It, the projects were okay, but I just, um, it was too corporate. It wasn't just, it wasn't not creative enough. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't for me and the commute was really long. So 
at that point, this was probably now around like um, two. This was like probably seven or eight years ago. Blogging definitely existed. There was like, it was popular. It wasn't as popular as what say. And I just followed a lot of bloggers. I had actually a lot of downtime at work, which is part of the reason that I wasn't very inspired. And I, but I was being inspired by these bloggers. And blogging was much more of just like a creative thing. There wasn't sponsorships or anything like that. Yeah, like when you started, I I had a blog like I still have a blog but I used to kind of use it more as like a journal of my day like I feel like when I first started reading blogs it was more just about like it was like journal almost like journaling or like for if you were more of a visual person it was your Mm -hmm. sketchbook but online sure yeah creative just things you were inspired by your mood board whatever um so that's kind of the state it was at and I I started my own blog mostly out of like boredom at work mm-hmm. just to, for something for me to do like a creative then, outlet as a creative outlet and then as when I decided that I think I wanted to leave my job and pursue something else and I just I didn't feel that what I had worked on in the last six years was like a really good reflection of everything I was capable of. it was all it was very like one-sided yeah. so I thought the vlog for me turned into more of like oh, this is a space where I'm going to create creative projects that I want to be hired for and that's where I'm going to like put it out there in the world and show people what like the kind of stuff I want to do and I can do and that's kind of how it started. So did you quit your job before the blog like kind of before you went sort of balls to the wall on the blog or did you like no, I quit like, it so that you could spend more time on the blog? It was like a like for a while it was purely just a hobby mm-hmm. then for at some point like probably maybe six months before I quit, I decided to make the blog to take it more seriously. And I, and I actually, this, like you learn a lot. I was like, I'm going to post five days a week. So I remember that time full time, but then creating content five days a week. And then six months later, not because I was making money on the blog. Mm -hmm. I just decided that I wanted a new job and I just needed to put all my energy into Mm -hmm. it. So I quit my daytime job to focus on that and that happened to be like the blog is where was my became my online portfolio yeah and where you were able to build it and and yeah. do and your I own thought projects. it would be like maximum six months before like I would find some other amazing job and everything yeah. and how like, long five was years it years later I still was really you did you did so freelance and then did the blog yeah like the blog was always meant to just help me get another job so I remember I remember that time when you were doing like I feel like that this time the blog became like your life and you were like posting five days a week and you were like kind of mental about it. like I don't mean that like I really but I remember you being like I gotta like you know if we would come to, if I would come to stay or something you'd be like I gotta just post this blog post first like yeah. it became a really like and then at that point did you feel like like were you enjoying doing it or was it like oh my god I've created this like really horrible job for myself well I probably should say right from the beginning is anybody who thinks I guess when it comes to blogging there's a million anybody could anybody could start a blog sure but if you want it to be something that people actually like to be, try to be popular or people visit mm-hmm. on a regular basis, like it takes a lot of work to do it regularly. And to create like and to constant create content. content. Yeah. Well, and you had, you were like a very much a DIY blog and you, she still has it. What is the name of the blog, by the way? It's the, just The Sweet Escape is a little bit on hiatus at the moment. Well, I, I took but you can see all your posts. Yeah. There's yeah. like the content is mostly evergreen. Like it's. Mm-hmm. You can. There's lots of stuff in the archives that are relevant. No, it's really beautiful. You're downplaying. I feel like. No, I'm just saying it's on hiatus right now. I have it. It it, because this kind of proves my point that it takes so much work to keep it going at the level that like 
you, that I wanted or that I think that people expected that once I got this full-time job, I, I actually struggled. Like I wasn't able to, yeah. to maintain it at the same level. Um, and for me, I think it's almost gone back to, and this, we're kind of jumping ahead. I think this might be okay. the way blogging is going again, where it's kind of, for me, going to go back to almost being like a hobby or an outlet mm-hmm. where I only blog when I'm really inspired by something or I created something that I want to share mm-hmm. that I think people might be interested in. Like, I think creating content just for the sake of creating content is, like, that's a lot of work. And, I mean, unless mm-hmm. someone well, and people is expected s- of you, like, you're in a contract, to pay, you're paid to create content, yeah. that's one thing, but... Um, it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of work and energy to create it for no other reason. Like if you, if you actually aren't even passionate about what you're putting out there at the time. Yeah. I think, and I think people are really starting to see through, like we've had some conversations about how, you know, there's like a level of phoniness on social media, specifically like Instagram and stuff like that. And I'm, and that's just like, authenticity. yeah, so (laughs) authentic, opposite. No, um, but it's like the yeah. level of how authentic you yes, are. Yes, yeah. Like the nice way. So you can probably, like you said, when there's no passion, like maybe you can get past like a few filler blog posts, but at some point you need to like have a consistent amount of like energy for it. Yeah. So can we, you said about making money. Like I remember, you know, when you were full-time blogging and like saying, you know, telling, say my mom, like what's Melissa doing? Right. You know, it's like she's blogging. It's like what does that, how does she make money? So um, like if somebody is thinking about making blogging their entrepreneurial endeavor, like what are ways in which bloggers can make money? So, um, that is always the worst question to answer, by the mm. way, when you're talking to anyone who isn't in like the blogosphere is like, okay. what do you do? Yeah. How do you make money at that? And Meaning the, like nobody wants to share their No, no, tips, it's just like it's just such like, a hard answer. To, it's a right. hard question to answer. And some of them are intangibles, right? Because you get things in trade or... or... Just, yeah, um, I would say just to be completely, completely honest, especially in Canada, it is very... I don't think there is a lot of bloggers out there. They're, they do exist from the community I'm part of. I think I've seen it, but like it's, it's very rare, I think, to make a living like a full-time a living that's mm-hmm. enough for you to maintain like what you need for your monthly expenses doing for doing blogging yeah i think some people are i think it can be a good supplemental income if you're especially if sure. you're like with a partner but i like for me so you well you can get a lot of free things mm-hmm. which i guess in, is in lieu of some payment but the ways i would say the the way that you make money at the end of the day is you have to build brand partnerships mm-hmm. i think that's the main way and then Another way that a lot of bloggers are making money, but this is kind of after, so after you've kind of established yourself to a certain degree and you have people's trust and they come to you, but then they looking, they're looking for you for inspiration or answers or yeah. just <laughs> ideas or whatnot. Like I have seen a lot of bloggers create content that they could sell, whether it's in yeah. educational content mm-hmm. or just like, um, like, so whether it's eBooks or yeah. stuff like that, that's a way that I've seen some bloggers make money. Right. Um, but I would, from what I know, like the way I made any money I made was from brand partnerships. Okay. Well, and also you got, I mean, this maybe goes back to you building your, um, portfolio, but I know that you freelanced for like apartment therapies blog and stuff like that. But I, again, right. like, I know that like that sounds super glamorous and that's a great portfolio builder, but I also know that like. You didn't get paid a ton to do it, but it's more like... It almost was working for free. <laughs> it's so funny because I feel like that, 
item like anthrop or not anthropology apartment therapy is such a well-respected um site and blog itself that it's like that gives you like so much street cred and it makes you look like you know I, I feel I always feel like there is some value in that too like there's some when value especially when it comes to working with brands because you can say like oh I'm also um a guest writer on it on I don't know why I always get those two mixed up yeah, but therapy. apartment therapy, I would say you know. like my kitchen I got a kitchen makeover and the reason I worked really hard you got to, that through apartment therapy well, no I mean I would I kind of use that as some leverage yes, yeah. um <clears throat> I worked really hard to like put together a pitch, which is again a whole other thing is how you get brand partnerships. Like I worked really yeah. hard to put together a pitch, and I had these ideas, and I had like, you know, spell it all out. But it was definitely desirable to them that they knew that it was going to appear in apartment therapy because yeah. the reach of apartment therapy. Is so huge. that kind of goes back to what you said about like that being a really tough question, asking about how you get paid because there are so many different ways that things sort of yeah, in probably, a roundabout way pay for yeah, something, right? I probably right? got probably close to like $10,000 worth of stuff yeah. to do my kitchen. Yeah. It wasn't, it was more, yeah. you have to see the photos. Yeah. I didn't get my whole kitchen, but I got like new appliances, yeah. sink, counter, faucet, yeah. you know, tiles, all that stuff, it all added up. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. So, um, like, okay, so going back to brand, I keep saying going back to, but... Um, like pitching to brands like I, I've seen your pitches before and they're very like beautifully done and a good representation of what you also offer because I think you spend a lot of energy on design which is really important um so how like if for instance um you decide you want to build my deck in my backyard this year <laughs> I'm just kidding. or like for let's talk about the airstream like if right. we were gonna as bloggers, like, um, I want, basically what I'm getting at is I want you to give us an idea of how to approach brands. Like, okay. what is the, the first step? Well, there's, there's, I mean, there's more than one way to do anything. Yeah. This is what I do. It's worked pretty well for me. Um, I've seen kind of what some other bloggers do. It is a little bit of something that I think people kind of keep a little bit close to them, yeah. but well, you don't have to share. No, I don't. No, I don't mind sharing. But I, that's, I'm saying I haven't seen like a lot of different examples. I see, this yeah. is just what I do. Mm -hmm. It's definitely an advantage to have a graphic design background because, mm -hmm. like, as we all know, people just judge. Like, if it looks professional, that's like For half sure. the battle. Well, and blogs are so visual. Like, we're yeah. talking about basically images online, right? Yeah. Yeah. So my advice when I get, not just for pitches, but even when I was like asked, when I used to ask for raises at work mm -hmm. or anything, is I just say, you just have to make it really hard for them to say no. Mm -hmm. Like it seems like a really simple thing to say, but it's like you just have to make it hard for them to say no. Mm -hmm. So my first, first thing, I think your, your request has to be reasonable. Like, if okay, you're going yeah. in there with, some, like, when I say it has to be hard. You hard don't know me, no. but <laughs> I have this Airstream. No, you're <laughs> yeah, like, like, can you give me like a hundred thousand dollars worth of stuff or whatever so i think a that yeah. your request has to be reasonable and like any negotiation or any deal like dealing or negotiating 101 like both people have to walk away feeling like they're getting something out of it mm -hmm. so it's all about like what are you giving them in return is like, like yeah that's a huge thing okay so if your numbers aren't so i would say brands are probably like whether you like it or not their number one can their number one factor, it's not the only factor, but they want to know what their return on investment is, like what yeah. what kind of exposure they're going to get, so what your numbers are. So, But if you don't have the strongest numbers, that's okay, but that's where you kind of try to make up for it in other ways. 
So I always like to make Sorry, it- when you say numbers, it's like how many people are subscribed to your blog or how many followers yeah, you have on Instagram, media, all, that stuff. And okay. all that kind of stuff. Okay. I think people kind of get obsessed with that. Yeah. Again, I've been out of the like really hardcore blogging world for a few months now, and I, I could see it changing where it's come out in the open that people like buy followers and all that kind of stuff. So companies are starting like they, they do want to know your numbers, but they also want to see like if you have really good interaction and your engagement with people, Mm -hmm. but that's assuming they dig deep and they actually go to your accounts and look at that. Sure. Right now you're just trying to pitch on this, like press, like this one thing you're giving them this one thing. So I always put together a PDF like Mm -hmm. document. I don't, Actually, let me rewind. What I do first before I put in any time or effort, because it takes a lot of time to, to make these pitches, is I just send them an email. So how find do you... Find the right person. Yes. I feel like that's a key thing, is yes. finding the right person. Don't ever send it to do just your research. Like some info line. Do your research. If, you, if your blogger friends want to share their contacts, they might have a contact that you could use, or else like... It's usually through like PR agencies. Find out what PR agency represents okay. the company that you want because I would say 90, at least 90% of brand partnerships go through, 80 to 90% of them go through the PR company. Okay. So that's where I would start. <clears throat> some companies have their internal PR company. Like there's some big companies that just have their own internal ones. Yeah. So it's kind of easier. So find the right person. So send the email to like someone specific, not some general email. Just say, like, you know, introduce yourself and right away, don't make it long. Like, do not send a long email. Introduce yourself, put include a link to your blog, give a really quick synopsis of what you're, like, uh, I'm renovating mm-hmm. my house. I have this beautiful big backyard. Um, I have, like, me, me and my family, are, we really want to enjoy it. We, like, we're, our plan is to build a deck. I think this would be such a great partnership to work on or, like, with... Mm-hmm x company like is this something you would be interested in if it's something you're interested in i'm happy to put together like a pitch with all the detail or not a pitch a presentation Mm -hmm. for you with all the details yeah that's all you say and then if they're like yeah we're interested then you go ahead and put together the presentation you don't think it's better to have everything ready to show them and so they don't even have to come back and no, because like, yeah. a lot of your so another thing is you need to like have a thick skin. You're gonna get like a ton of rejection, yeah, and you're gonna get or like no response. Mm-hmm. And it, to do a pitch, like in my opinion, to do it like properly, even just the minimum, it takes like a long time. Like I spend a long time doing one, but the good thing is once you do one, so say if you if you want to um, pitch to a hardware like a hardware store, mm-hmm. there's a like there's quite a few options. You have your number one option, but you can take that template and right. readjust it sure. to the other ones, and you can keep using it again. So when it comes to, um, I'm sure that a lot of people would make this mistake would be like to work with multiple brands and be like, and not consider, um, you know, giving them exclusivity. You know what I mean? Like if you're approaching, for instance, Home Depot right. for the lumber, then you probably shouldn't go to like Lowe's for the outdoor no, my heating, advice like, is to pick who you think is the best like if so if like you're one big fish kind of thing one big fish and ask always just like ask for everything again make it re- like reasonable within yeah. reason but like ask for everything you want from home depot and they'll be like okay you know what we will give you this this and this right but you're on for you're on your own for that and in that case you kind of just have to also explain to them probably up front like I think you should be like you're my number one choice whatever but mm-hmm. at the end of the day you have to be I think you could work with multiple brands because brands exclusivity is a valuable thing like brands are supposed sure. to pay you okay. for that so 
it's very rare that people do like exclusivity. A lot of times, most of the times, bloggers are very respectful. They honor their relationships with the brand, so they don't yeah. want to upset anybody. So they're trying. They're very aware of it. But sometimes, mm-hmm. especially in Canada, when there's not a ton of yeah. brands that are based out of Canada, you just have to be trans. As long you have to be transparent yeah. from the beginning. You'd mm-hmm. be like, so this is what. Just to let you know, there will be other brands involved in this area or whatever. And yeah. they sometimes might even ask you like what are the other brands contributing or okay. like just so like Make I did sure I did a patio cool. thing and one thing was from Home Depot but one thing was from somewhere else and it was kind of just like I took pictures of just that one thing for Home Depot and made sure those that Home Depot got all it those was pictures. Specific, yeah. And I didn't just bunch it all together with like every yes. everything else. So like they can hi- they can highlight their product without other things in the photo kind of. Yeah. So I think when you're doing a really big, when you're asking for a really big ask, it's reasonable to assume that there might be other brands involved. And, mm-hmm. and for the most part, I think brands understand that. Yeah. What about things like, like, okay, so I feel like this is another area where people could, you know, really fail would, would be to, to have this great pitch, like, especially if they're really good with things like graphic design or photography or whatever, right. have this great pitch. And then do you have like a con and then sort of fall flat on it. So you get all this stuff and then like you end up taking like shitty pictures and it's a crappy poster. They get their life gets busy and they don't end up, um, they don't end up like finishing basically what they agreed to do. Right. Do you, are there always contracts involved and there, well, or is it there, a real honor system? Yeah. There's no straight rule for that. Like, I mean, everyone looks like there should be some kind of contracts. Yeah. There um, should. I would like, think like if I was a brand giving you $10,000 worth of stuff, yeah. I, I just on like faith, right? Like, you yeah. Know. So I've had, I've had some brands will draft a, a really like, but it's up to content. them, not up to the blogger. Um, no, it can be both. Yeah. There's, there's templates out there for bloggers to mm-hmm. do it too. Um, that's a, like, that's a good question. I've never had, a have never had a template that I've used. Yeah. For, like I've signed contracts that they've sent me. Yeah. I haven't necessarily yeah. had that, but for me it's kind of, it's almost like, so I haven't really told you what goes in the pitch. And to me, the pitch is a little bit of a contract because, okay on the last page of the pit. Well, it's like, here's what, here's what I'm asking for. And I kind of outlined it and I'm like, here's what you get in return. And I outline it and like, and that's sort of, yeah, that's yeah, sort of like a handshake honest, It's more them who are, they're the ones it, it, it should be it, like, it's a great idea for a blogger to have their own contract. Yeah. But when you're like, like you said, they're the ones who are giving me $10,000. Yeah, they have more to lose. Stuff. Yeah, it's kind of sure. more to their, mm-hmm. um, like they're the ones who probably want it more than me. So yeah. I just have never had a problem. I've always got what I've asked for in like a t- timely manner. And I don't start, like I don't start doing anything until I've received it. Yeah. So like I'm right. not really out anything until they have um, held up their end of the bargain anyway. Yeah. So it, it, yeah, it's more on the prerogative of the brand. Um, okay. So, so yeah, we, we did get away from that. So like, I think people would be really interested to know like what, is in a pitch and how long is it? Because I don't, you know, like as somebody who gets, I get pitched to like new product lines and things like that all the time. It's different, but at yeah. the same time there, I have a threshold for how much information I can, yeah. you know, to make a decision. Right. Yeah. So, so you want it to be detailed, but not insanely long. Like, or so I, I'm seen, assuming. So when I was yeah. starting to do pitches, I like looked what was out there. Cause you know, there's lots of examples and there's mm-hmm. a lot of like one page, um, Media kits is what they call okay. them, and that's what they send to people. And there's nothing wrong with like a and the media kit. If you look it up, like it just includes all your stats. Okay, that's what it's mostly your stats. There's a short bio about you. 
Mm-hmm. Um, there might, I think some of them might have a few examples. Like they're, they're a little bit different, but I just wanted to take it above and beyond a media kit. And maybe the media kit, if you have that one pager already, like maybe that is what you include in that very first email. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. That makes sense. Say like, one. just to add some, just to legitimize you or whatever. Or just whatever. Or, yeah. Like here's my media kit. If you're interested, I'll put together. But I always think you should put together a presentation specifically for that project. Yeah. So I make my, like, they're usually anywhere from, like, five to six pages. That sounds crazy, but it's, it's a very visual thing. P- a PDF, again? PDF. Yeah. Like I, and this is, again, I build it because of my design background. I build it in a design program. I wish I should have done my research. I know there's other programs out there that who people use. Um, like, I use, I use the Adobe Creative Suite. Yeah. But I know there's other programs out there if you don't have that. Mm-hmm. those that software you don't have the knowledge that you can use but I will start with like it's a, it's a presentation like cover page then the second page will be like a blurb about me the background like where this project came from like sometimes there's a backstory right like mm-hmm. especially and if you have a story like p- tell it people love stories like mm-hmm. it's all about the story so if you want to do your kitchen and there's a reason why and you know you have like a like a heartwarming story or even just mm-hmm. a good background like there's a lot of personality there that's where you tell your story then on after that I usually put a page with a lot of visual examples of my current work like okay. so it's like here's what I here's my standards of like what the mm-hmm. work I produce and obviously I'm going to pick if there's projects that like are relative to what I'm asking for, sure, like DIY sense. projects or home decor or whatever I'm yeah. asking for, I'm going to pull those like mm-hmm. obvious. Then after that, I get into like, so then if I was doing like, so from a kitchen makeover, so after it's like, here's work I've done, then I'm going to show my inspiration, like a mood board for what my design plan is mm-hmm. for my kitchen. And then the next one will using be, their product. Oh, that's a mood board, so that's different. Yeah, okay. I mean, I try to use their product. Yeah. If if the re, I'm a, also here's another tip. Don't just like ask anybody for anything. Look, make sure that they have something you actually sure. want to use. Because yeah. then after you're stuck using their stuff. So right. it's like I work backwards. Like I designed my kitchen, and it's like, oh, who has the sink that I want? And Let me ask have, that person yeah. or those people. That makes a lot of sense. Just being like, I want free stuff from Home Depot. And then you realize that Home Depot doesn't have what, what your, you want. Your aesthetic or whatever. Right? Yeah. So in your mood board, if at all possible, depending on what you're pitching, like use the actual photographs from the items, okay. their items. Do not include other brand stuff at that point. Mm-hmm. Include it. Like if it's, if it's part of the design plan, like. And it would be weird, like put it there, but don't call it out. Like don't yeah. say where it's just from. Make or whatever. it more generic. It's just like, yeah, it's more generic. Just point out. So then you have your mood board, design plan, whatever. Then the next page is like, here's, and I, I'll even label it like the ask, and I'll like outline. Here's like the five products I'm asking for. Mm-hmm. Here's the price. Like don't do all the work. They don't sure. have to go and look it up. And how yeah, much is yeah. this worth? What are we giving them? That's, I love that. Yeah. You, you, it's like here's the item number. Here's the price. Do a total at the bottom, so that that's the ask, and then on the next page is like the return, and then that's where that's where I put my stats. So I was like, yeah. in return, you will get like, and it depends what it is. For a big thing like a kitchen, it's like you're gonna get three posts on my blog. One is gonna be this, the before. One's gonna be processed during. The other one's gonna be like after. 
And then you're going to get this many posts on my social media mm-hmm. and blah, 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 blah. What about professional photography? Too? Like, that's really valuable. So if you either, if, if, if I know you you're really good at... professional, yeah, if you are taking your own photo. Like, yeah, I will also say, whatever it is, between 20 and 30 photos that can be yeah. used on social media, mm-hmm. whatever, you know. Um, you usually seem to die. I know you're really good. Like, you can do really well with your own photography but you dial it up for the big projects right like didn't you have did you have a professional photographer for your kitchen no oh I've you didn't never, oh my loft has like never been photographed for my own blog oh wow actually like by like a by professional. professional okay if you have that person or a friend the thing is is like that's definitely gonna cost you money unless you you could trade with them as well you right? could trade yeah. with them or unless they happen to just really want content for their thing and they love your space or like mm-hmm. whatever the reason like Figure it out, whatever you need to do. But um, you can't, like, uh, you could try to pass along that expense to the brand. Like, you can. You can be, like, professional photos by this person. And, like, that is a valuable asset. But make sure that they are actually at a professional level that it would be considered, like, a valuable asset. So, Mm -hmm. um, anyway, so that's the breakdown. It's kind of, like, the background. Here's my reputation. Like, here's some of my work. Here's my design plan. Here's what I want from you. Here's what you're going to get back. Thank Plus you. the cost. Yeah. And I can't remember, to be honest, if I put the cost on the return page or if I put the cost on a separate thing. I can't even remember right now. It does, as long as it's there, I think. I think, like, I like what you're saying. I feel like you could apply that in a lot of different areas of your life. Like, making it as easy for the person <clears throat> to say yes as possible. Like, don't yes. make them do any extra work. You've laid every – anticipate what questions they're going to have. Like, yeah. basic questions. Obviously, they might have more detailed questions. That, and, that, again, you're like, I'm. please let me know if yeah. you have any questions, you know. But just make it really hard to say no. It's like, here's a great idea. Yeah. Here's what I want to do. Well, and I think, too, like, it's just like this podcast. Like, it'll get better the more I do it. And, and I'm sure, like, sometimes, it, you know, you'll get better you, – based on the feedback that you get from different brands or figuring out what brands are responding to more quickly or like more willingly, I think you'll probably evolve and get better with yeah. every, every time you do it. Yeah, and also if you think about it, they're, I'm sure they're getting a lot of emails. And I, yeah. mean, I have heard from people that they're like, I've never been able to get through to this brand. Meanwhile, I've worked with them many times and it's just like, you've so, already automatically yeah. set a standard. Whereas instead of just sending an email that said, Hey, I want to work with you. Can yeah. you please give me this? You put together this whole presentation. Like you already just set a standard of what they could expect yeah. from you, which is above like the average. Yeah. The yeah. Average. I think that's great. And, and like anything, I feel like if they're do what you're good at. So for instance, I'm not terribly good with design and things like that. And, and so, but I am quite a wordsmith. Right. And so like I try to stick with what I'm good at and then outsource to somebody else or use a program that like online that or some templates so that things look polished like rather than spinning yes. your wheel like if you're what I'm getting at is if you're not a designer or if you're not a photographer then do outsource source those things if you want to be serious yeah, and about there's it. There's lots of there is a lot of resources for design stuff out there. Yeah. Like for templates, there's yeah. so many out there and there's even ones that are made for if you just have Microsoft Word. Ugh. I mean, it's going to be more painful, but <laughs> yeah. like, it's something yeah. you could manage, yeah. you know, so you just got to look up, look at, there's lots of stuff out there. Do you find, um, like, so I want to talk about blogging now versus like before, like what makes a good blogger and can you be like just a blogger or do you have to be like a lot of other things too? Like, like, oh, you de- like well, a YouTube star and a oh, right. Instagram, like do you have, is it, we talked sort of off, off the air, off the recording 
earlier about how like it's it's a a blog is like a great extension to something else or like like I'm just thinking I'm trying to stick to the idea of like blogging as a living and I'm just thinking like what does that really take to do like I, I think the short answer to it and I mean you know me I'm a very straightforward person is the straight answer is it's very it's very like it's difficult and kind of rare or uncommon to make like a full living just from blogging Mm -hmm. I think well especially in Canada I said that too like I've met I've been to a bunch of blogging conferences well years ago in the states and I still follow all these people and I've seen them grow and it's incredible and there just is different opportunities in the states than mm-hmm. there are in Canada unfortunately. But since it's web-based does it matter? Like That's can I pretend I I'm American? That's what you I know? thought yeah. but the but it it will come out eventually when you're when the brand when you're working yeah. with brands right. and you're trying to set up things and shipping and okay. this and that and it just comes out like you can't. So I'm saying that there are there are a few Canadians that I think are doing it. I mean without me seeing their like they're accounting. Yeah, really. But I think it like it's very uncommon. I think blogging is great. And also, I mean, as everyone knows, like it's so much about the insta and everything where mm-hmm. to get people to actually visit your blog now has become more of a challenge and that's why it looks like the trend might even be going back to blogging being more of like visual or? the diary or just Okay. journaling. It's so true. We have like the no attention span anymore, right? right. Like yeah. Even people like now, even with DIY projects or recipes where you do need to, <laughs> the information, like the blog is much, is a more practical format. Right. People don't want to go on another screen. So that's why you're watching in stories. People are giving recipes in stories. Yeah. Everything is. In, well, like, or doing that like blackout the picture. And so you have to go, go to this. Thing. And even that know, yeah. people don't like, I personally, it's like. Don't make me. I'm Don't you on dare! This I'm already on the screen. Don't make me change. <laughs> but that's the way things are tired. going. But yeah. blogs are great. Um, yes. Well, I'm getting off track with the answer. It's is fine. I think it's it's hard to make a living from blogging. Mm-hmm. I think the blogging. I when I brought up the example, I think the idea is to build yourself up, and mm-hmm. then once you kind of have a brand, or people trust you, or respect you, is that you can make money. Like maybe it originated with your blog or your brand or your social media, but um, it ends up that you you sell that information or that knowledge or what you've mm-hmm. learned in, in other in other formats. Yeah, I want to talk a little bit about your Mary magazine because you also like ever since I've known you, your favorite thing has been like book cover designs and package design and things like that or like magazine design and you know and so you decided to create your own project which was which was Mary Meg and did you do three you did three in yeah. total or and but then that also led to a relationship with Leon's oh yeah that's and true. and um yeah so basically I don't really know what my question is but it's like well, that's an example what, of something that yeah. kind of started from blogging. Yeah. And it did lead, it led to me making money, not directly from my blog. Yeah. So, yeah. So, my blog, um, one of the most amazing things from blogging is you get the community that you build. Yeah. Like it's incredible. You will meet so many people. And that's actually some of my advice if you're like, well, how do you get in with these brands or how do you get in with mm-hmm. these? You just have to be, you have to network, you have to be very social, mm-hmm. you have to, like, and, and you have to be really involved in the community, mm-hmm. so, like, I ate up all that stuff. It helps, I'm in Toronto, there's, there's just a little bit more happening here, yeah. um, there's still communities outside of Toronto, but there's definitely more happening here, but, um, so I made all these friends blogging, 
And so one of what I really, it kind of always was self, it was always selfish reasons. So what I really wanted my dream job to be was to work at a magazine, mm-hmm. like an art director. And I, I like tried all the traditional ways that I, you know, and like cold calling and sending my portfolio and everything. But again, my portfolio didn't really have a lot of any, like a lot of magazine work in it. Cause that's not what I'd been doing. Yeah. So I kind of was like, screw it. I'm just going to make my own magazine mm-hmm. more for like the purpose was more for like to show what I'm capable of yeah. rather than like, I want to start this empire of a magazine. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, kind of like, how do I do this? And I realized I have all this at my fingertips, like all these talented friends. Yeah, content makers and yeah, content makers that are my friends. And and the concept behind Mary was without. I didn't want to obviously I didn't have money to pay people, but I wanted everyone to get something out of it. So the whole idea was this magazine where we're all going to share. Well, I'm going to curate the content. We're going to put together this magazine of beautiful content. But to really like get the information and it's all digital and the great thing about technology is the whole click thing, like click and yeah. point and click and everything. The idea was like, we're, we're going to fill this thing with content and for anyone to really find out the details, like they have to click through to the original blog post. Right. And the, so it was help people a, grow their own audiences too. We're right? going to help each other because <clears throat> yeah. you wanted, you wanted the magazine to flourish because your content was in there and automatically mm-hmm. that's going to make everyone's content. Like everyone had something to gain from the magazine being a success yeah and it was like a really successful model like that magazine the first one like did so well it's so beautiful yeah yeah and and it was all user generated content like so for me it was a ton of work for me to still put it together like no question but the fact that like i had like 10 people creating the content and i just was like gathering it all up and does it still live online like can i share a link okay and i'll share a link there Um, and again, too, it's all pretty evergreen content as mm-hmm. well. So it's something. Oh my God. I think they're beautiful. And, and then, so how did, um, I would like to talk later too about that, like coming back to life, but, um, how did Leon, so Leon oh, right. saw so the man. Like, so like the person who runs the Leon's kind of social media department, saw that like mm-hmm. she saw the magazine i think she followed a couple of myself and maybe a few of the other bloggers involved so she like because everyone was sharing it she saw it and she reached out to me and was just like i think this is a great concept i'm about to start a blog like crew for leon's and like how great would it be would you consider like doing something like this with just our bloggers for leon's with like home decor mm-hmm. and that's how it started and we did i can't even i lost track of how many issues we did but to see the first issue. So then what that led to is I did a whole, we worked together with, and we did like a hundred page digital magazine, but all focused on actually, no, the first one still had lifestyle. Like it had food, Mm -hmm. home decor, everything. But it was almost like a trick that it was a Leon's mag. I remember like in a great way. It was very, because it included things that weren't just. Well, to be honest, Leon's wasn't really on board as a whole. (laughs) They just kind of, this girl was very passionate. Like, this woman was passionate about it. They're mm-hmm. like, okay, here's a tiny little weenie budget. Go and do whatever you want to do. Yeah. And we did it for, like, very little. And it performed so well that it kind of kept going. And it grew. So every time it grew. It was Didn't like, it oh, go no. out with, like, the food and drink magazine? Yeah, the last oh, couple was distributed with food and drink. Yeah. So that was a big deal. And, and we brought on professional photographers. Like, it started without even professional photographers. <clears throat> That's crazy. Um... So yeah, that came out of the magazine, which came which like 
came out of Mary Magazine, which came out of blogging. Yeah. So that, yeah, it, blogging was the, uh, like, the original. You know what? I'm sort of like, as I'm listening to you talk, I'm almost switching. Like, I, I know that this podcast was supposed to be about, or this episode was supposed to be about blogging, but it's really sounding more like it's about how you built a career for yourself and built a brand for yourself. It's not just, the blogging is just like a small component of of the bigger picture of you sort of creating a career path that you want despite whatever roadblocks you found like not getting jobs that you wanted or whatever so you just created for themselves I love that story because I really like you know it sounds like really airy-fairy but I completely believe in like manifesting stuff and I love the like I'm sure I don't know how many jobs there are out there for like magazine designers I imagine not a ton in Toronto right um and so, like, to create, I don't know, just to create your own, it's like, what do I want to do? Oh, I want to design, I want to do magazine layout design. I'm just going to do that, you know? And to have it, like, I know it was a ton of work. And maybe, like, if you did crunch the numbers, you didn't get paid for every hour that you put into it or even half them. But still, there's something so cool about, like, you know, it definitely was a success right. on some levels, you know? Well, I think the challenge is, is very common for creative people is, especially if you're talking about Mary Magazine, is I mm-hmm. think it was a success. It was a great idea, or it's still, like, is how do I turn that into income? Yeah. And that's where I think a lot of creative people, including myself, like, I struggle where it's mm-hmm. like, okay, I think this, I have something here. Yeah. Now, what, what do a, I do? Yeah. But don't you find it, like, you and I have been friends for, like, a really long time. Like, I don't know, how 25 years or so. I don't know. More? 20? I don't know. Well, I mean, we're so young. We're so young, so like yeah. seven years. Um, <laughs> so I was pregnant in high school. Um, but we're both like super A-type personalities. We both know what we like, what we want. I have trouble like working in partnerships. I'm much better being like the top dog and like giving direction and stuff like that. And I think that you're the same. And so, but at the same time, like we've talked many times about like doing stuff together and we have had little stupid businesses in the past together and like, anyway, I don't really know what I'm getting at, but it's like, I think that's a really big challenge for creative people because we have very distinct ideas about what we want and have trouble sometimes working with other people. But at the same time, it's really when you can't, if you do have a partner well, that is like, is great, but you have to, yeah. has to be the right Exactly. It's really, I find that so challenging. Like I look at some, um, partners, like friends who work with, um, work with friends in their businesses and I can see how powerful that is, like how they just keep each other going. And so it's like, yeah, I think it could be super valuable to have like somebody that you could have a similar vision. Specifically, like I felt like I need, like, I agree with everything you just said, but I think sometimes it's like, you need a non-creative person to come yeah. in and whether, whether they're your partner, like a project or whatever, manager or just someone to be like, this is do how you shit. do business strategy, like yeah. create a little bit of business strategy behind the creative. And I think that's, what's missing from a lot of times. Mm-hmm. There's a great idea. There's like great content, but then mm-hmm. there's no strategy. Well, yeah, that's a really good point. And if you think about like the advertising agency environment, which we both have worked in, it's like, there's the creative team which would be like you and me, like the art director and copywriter. And right. then there would be um, the, yeah, like there's the, a the someone, there's a strategy person, there's somebody who manages director. the account and yeah, does all the shit right. work. And like, yeah, you're so right. It's really, you're so bringing you, up another point is when, whether it's just blog or your own small business, if you're like a maker or something, 
you have to wear a million hats mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. like I had to teach myself WordPress. Like I know like, I, had to be a, yeah. I have to be a computer tech. Thing. I think you have to, you have to like, like, I mean, I, I totally get that. I, but do you find like when you are able to like figure things out on your own, you're just like, it's so satisfying. Like it is, but uh, yeah, it's really, you have to have a little of what I'm saying is like, you have to have a, a little bit of a passion for that or like a little bit of interest at least in it. I find that I with think like you my just own. You have to be passionate enough about what you're doing to do to whatever it takes. It yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, and I do think once you get to a certain stage, you start to recognize like what is worth your time figuring out mm-hmm. and what is worth to ask for help or to get something yeah. from you or even like I remember WordPress. Like I was struggling and I was like, screw it, and I just paid and took this like one day course, mm-hmm. and it was like a game changer. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah. it was like that just paint. I spent however many days worth of hours trying to figure it out when I, like all I needed to do was sit there for like eight hours and hmm. have some guidance. And then from then on, I was like totally good, yeah. you know? So if you're going to, I feel like the message there is like, if you're going to take this on and be like, yeah, I want to do this for a living, I'm gonna, then you also need to invest in the tools that you need, some whether it's education or, or some, yeah. Yeah. And I think it goes back to my original statement that it is not as, like, easy and fluffy as everybody thinks. Like, to produce content, uh, a certain quality of content on a, Mm -hmm. for, like, on a regular basis is a lot of work. And I think anyone will tell you that Mm -hmm. who who has a blog that... So to summarize, just don't do it. (laughs) Summarize. But you look at, like, I'm, like, embarrassed to look at anything I produced the first six. Like, it's it's horrible. Well, that's, like, anything, though. I mean, I thought Yeah, that's, like, the outfits that we wore five years ago as well, or the hair or whatever. It's the same. You're always going to be embarrassed. You're always, like, improving and stuff like that. But I would say the blog game just keeps – the bar gets higher and higher and higher. Like, you – these bloggers now are, like, I guess – even the term blogger because they're all like also social media influencers mm-hmm. and everything. Some of them don't even have blogs anymore. Like yeah. it's just Instagram or whatever. YouTube. There's like so many like yeah. you know, YouTube now is such a big thing. Um, I forgot my point. What I was going to say. Do you think that that's okay? I do that all the time. Do you think that the best bloggers are like that full package? Like they're everything. They're super active on all social media. They have YouTube channels no. and no. So I remember what I was going to say is that the the bar is really high. Yes. Like, so some of these people like are semi-professionals now mm-hmm. or like, you know. Yeah. But I think, so the answer is no, is like, I think it's more about creating quality content on fewer channels. Oh, okay. So I know like there's a lot of I guess you don't want to spread focus, out. Your... Yeah. They're just focusing on YouTube as their main thing. Mm-hmm. And, and it doesn't mean they don't have like the Instagram, but don't feel like by any means that you have to have all the social media and it all be like amazing. Yeah, that's how it started off for that's sure. That's how you burn and I, out. And you could see, that's how you burn out, and that's how you just overexpose, like overexposure. Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, and then are you driving traffic to like a million different places? And so it's I think, better I think to keep what them you in do is maybe you start with a little bit of everything. You figure out where you're getting your most, where people are seeing you the most, mm-hmm. and kind of focus on those. Like, or what you like. Like I personally, I'm such a visual person. I never was into Twitter. I did it because I felt like I had to do it. It was part of it. I just was regurgitating the same content that yeah. was somewhere else. And to me, as a viewer, I see what other people are doing that. Like, I could see when they just post the same thing in five different spots. And it's spots. just weak. Yeah. Like, I just kind of stopped using Twitter because I was like, I'm not really into this. And I'm, I'm sure people can tell. So why yeah. am I, like, really Also, Twitter that? is, like, the meanest 
social media place. I just don't. I I feel like there's no good vibes on Twitter for some reason. I'm sure that people is completely well, disagree. Some but love it. Even though I it's know. not very popular anymore, there's certain people who just really like. Oh yeah, of the course. The 150, like it's you can be kind of well, it's more mean, now, yeah. or you can be oh, like yeah. smarter, like witty. Or I guess that's funny. what it is. Maybe because I'm so like wordy, I feel like you don't. I don't get the whole story on Twitter or something. I don't know. I just find it hard. I feel like the only time I've ever engaged on Twitter is when somebody's like, why the fuck is there a lineup at your craft show? Or like, tell me where this $2 at the door is going. You well, know, like, I'm, it's I'm always like, to admit when I have a complaint, for, like, the first you'll go to Twitter. Go Twitter. <laughs> exactly. This is what I'm saying. I don't, it's just not for me. It's just not for me. So anyway. the, I, yeah, I don't think you should do everything. Pick the things that either work the best for your business or what you're yeah. doing. Or where you are getting traffic, like you're like, yeah. oh, people seem to really like Facebook, so I'm gonna put energy yeah. into that. Um, okay, well, we should probably wrap this up because we're getting close to like the 50 minute mark. But oh, wow. uh, I know, I know, we're so it's such a good, such a good conversation. Um, so to summarize, don't block. No, I'm just kidding. But I think this is at like I. I feel like I end up saying the same words over and over again, but it's like anything in life, like if do it, if you're passionate about it and, 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 but that has to be a big part of how you are, um, uh, compensated for Like, it's not just going to be necessarily about for the money. Yeah. Don't do it for the money. honey. <laughs> <laughs> do it for the exposure. I still love blogs. Maybe they're going to go some, you know, maybe with our short, like, um, attention spans, maybe they won't always, like, exist. But I just feel like it's a nice way to get more, I don't know, just more of the story of a, of a brand or, like, get a little bit more behind the scenes. And, like, I personally love DIYs and I love, you know, I love how blogging is so integrated with, like, Pinterest and stuff like that, too. And anyway... Yeah, and there's a yeah. lot of strategy. That's like there's so much strategy when it comes yeah. to, to oh, it's this is to getting your it's blood. overwhelming. Yeah. You, yeah, and be prepared for that too. Like yeah. I guess, like at the end of the day, I wasn't really prepared. You have to put in so much time and effort to growing your blog. It's it is a lot of work, mm-hmm. and you have to be prepared to be like I'm going to devote two hours of my day to pimping my stuff out on yeah. social media. That's it. You can pinning other people's stuff, and then we're going to pin it, and it's just like. <laughs> It's next level. So, I mean, you just yeah. have to, it's also goes back to like, you do you, do what works for you. Yeah. And, you know, if it makes and, you happy. Keep doing it. Yeah. Do you think that you'll sort of, um, you'll continue to blog or like, yeah, I, a, I had intentions of at least occasionally blogging, to be honest, this job just really like took it up. Like I was just exhausted. And the truth is that I create at work all the time. I just yeah. don't have time to document it. Yeah. So on my spare time, I didn't want to, again, you I didn't want to create more. content just for the sake of creating content. Yeah. But I'm at the point now where it's like if I do a really great recipe just because I want to, I want mm-hmm. like, I'll blog about it and everything. And who knows what my future will have if the like the blogging might become like first priority again. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm just I'm not I'm kind of out of the like the rat race of it. Yeah. Because I found that was, but I don't get invited to as many yeah. social like. Uh, but you could probably s- stir that up again pretty quickly because you do have a reputation for yeah. It. yeah. Okay, well, thanks so much for joining us today. No, thank you. <laughs> um, if you have any questions that you'd like me to ask Melissa, or we might do another one later when we're drunk. Um, I'm just kidding, we don't drink. Um, then please before feel free four. to post those. Yeah, before four. 
uh, on days that don't end in Y. <laughs> Sorry, it's so stupid. I could just keep going. Um, then please post them in the comments or send me a message and uh, I will share all of Melissa's links for anybody who wants to take a closer look at all of her gorgeous work. Talk to you later. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Thanks for letting me sleep over.